Welcome into the Siouxland Sports Insider College Podcast, talking Big Ten, Big 12, presented by Firehouse and Docs down on 4th Street, and a special thanks to Size Locker Room and the Iowa Hawk Shop. Well, Mitch, uh, Iowa hit the road last weekend, and the road hit back. Um, Ohio State did a number on them. Uh, Iowa's defense, credit them for, uh, I mean, keeping an audience at least for a little while, but uh, the offense is... It's just dismal, and I, I went back and listened to our podcast last week, and this is what we talked about was a result like this, and you know, then then uh, Padilla gets thrown to the Wolves um, second half, and you know, we're talking a, a three and three team here where the backup quarterback has not even had a snap this year, so a, a big ask for Padilla to come in on the road at you know, basically in my opinion, the number one team in the country, um, Ohio State. And uh, just completely overwhelmed and completely overmatched. And, uh, I mean, I I think Spencer Petrus is seeing ghosts now. He's just throwing it to anybody uh, who can catch a football and not necessarily in the same jersey he's wearing. So, I mean, to me, y- you got to cut bait here. Um, I mean, I'm hearing this week that it sounds like Petrus is going to start the game. I know they're splitting snaps in practice this week. But uh, I, I just – I'm at a loss for words because if if you lose the home game here to Northwestern, you think things are bad right now. It's it's going to get really ugly. But um, thanks to this defense um, that Iowa, uh, you know, has at home, and it, the, this defense travels well as well. So as we saw at Illinois, and then you know Ohio State. I know they put up a lot of points, but you can't give the number two team in the country a 35 yard field you know, two, three times during a game, you're going to pay for it. So, um, you know, yes, I'll be watching. Um, they need, they desperately need a win Saturday. And uh, I just hope that, uh, you know, you see some progress here, Mitch. Yeah. and Well, here's the thing, too. So you have a Northwestern team that's coming in. Our only win on the, the year is against Nebraska. Uh, they're a defensive-minded team, as they have, they have been for the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't expect this game to go over the 37-and-a-half that's scheduled out right now. Yeah. Uh, and it's going to be a game where your defense is going to have to win it for you. I thought yeah. I, I was engaged and into the game against Ohio State after the, uh, the fumble return for a touchdown. I was like, all right, I mean, yeah. you're going to need a couple more of those, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, getting Ohio State down in those first couple drives and holding them to one touchdown and I think three field goals, I was like, okay, there's still a chance. Yeah. Uh, but when Iowa can't move the ball, like you said, and, and they're giving up uh, field position battle, it's just there's no, there's no winning for, for this team. And as much as the defense can do, they, they can't hold – they can't go out and play offense. Right. And, uh, you know, I don't, I don't think uh, that, you know, looking at it, a ton of the – the blame goes on Padilla or Petrus. You know, obviously, uh, the if you have a center in Linderbaum last year into this yeah. year, then it's a lot different uh, because the the center exchanges so much better. But uh, you know, it, it was going to be a tall task for them to play Ohio State, regardless. Uh, they just came out and you know played probably five minutes of good football, and the rest was was not good. And uh, you know, Kirk's facing it in the media in, in the presence is going to be there. And, you know, they just, they got to win at home and, and then move forward. You know, this, this season's not over. Uh, you know, I'm not going to be, I'm not going to be like uh, Brian or Kurt and say, Hey, we won 10 games last year, but 
you know, even if you do get to six and six, uh, which is still definitely manageable, you're, you know, three and four on the, on the year right now, and get to a bowl game and, and, you know, play against a team that you should beat and then can beat and get to seven and six at the end of the year, it's, it's definitely down from what you want it to be, but the season's still savable. Uh, yeah. with, without how bad uh, those last the, the four losses have been. Mm-hmm. Um, but you just got to start to see some from stuff from the offense. I think it'll be it'll come around. Um, you, you know you're going to get enough heat for uh, offensive coordinator, you know tight ends coach, receiver coach that they're going to have to change something. Um, yeah. Other than that, they're going to be looking well, for a different job next year. Yeah, well, the disappointment for me was you know you had a bye week, so essentially you had two weeks between games and I unless I was cross-eyed, I didn't see any different formations or anything. So, I mean, if you're just going to keep running um, the same stuff out there, you're going to get the same results. So I understand that, you know, you have your package on offense. I get it. But with the struggles they've had, I mean, there's there's last and then there's dead-ass last, and that's right where that offense is right now, 131st in the country. I mean, I me personally, I would at least scratch something up on a napkin and, you know, make a suggestion or two um so it's it's frustrating but uh, I do think there's some young talent there but uh boy I tell you what that wide receiver room is is struggling and you know it's not like the cavalry's coming either and still can't figure out the Keegan Johnson situation but in my mind he's gone he won't be back um he'll be transferring out and uh you know you just hope that you're able to retain some players after uh this year, uh, this year being a tough season, I think that Iowa in this game is going to run the ball extremely well, though, Marty. I, I do. I think they're they're able to get the ground game going, and um, they should be able to to get something, uh, some production out of their offense. Uh, you look at a, a game like they played against Wisconsin. Wisconsin, uh, notoriously known for running the football extremely well, they didn't against uh, Illinois. And then you go and play a game against Northwestern, and I think it was 42-7. to So, you know, Iowa establishes the run and really um, moves the ball forward, and you don't even have to worry about putting it in your quarterback's hands. If uh, every other play is a straight handoff, then you can start mixing in those screens and getting Petrus or Perdia, whoever's in, comfortable. Uh, but the, the real thing for, for Iowa to get the ball moving is um, early down carries – uh, of positive yards. Not yeah. a, a down carry of first, one yard is not going to be enough. Yeah, first down's huge. I mean, you got to come out of there in a second and no no, you know, six, even a second and seven I'll take, you know, but I mean, we'll, we shall see. Um anyway, uh moving on, Iowa State um coming off a of bye week and uh the Sooners coming to town in Ames, Mitch. And hopefully, uh you know, word around the the media market is everyone is healthy. Uh, that would be a huge uh, positive for, for Iowa State. And, you know, linebacker room with Kobe Reeder getting back healthy. He didn't play last or two weeks ago. Um, and then getting a running back, uh, Norton, healthy. And then, I, you know, Deckers, I, I think, was a little bit banged up too going into the bye week. So to get him even back to full strength is huge. Um, and, you know, there's a lot of questions that Iowa's team has, that Iowa State has as well. What is this offense going to do against Oklahoma? Now, this is by far – the worst defensive team in the Big 12 in Oklahoma. Yeah. If Iowa State cannot move the ball against the worst defensive team in the Big 12, mm-hmm. then the, the issues are definitely there glaring for you. Now, I think that Iowa State's able to pass the ball as well as most teams are in the Big 12. 100 Eckers is thrown for right around, I think, 280 to 290 a game. Yep. Um, and it's been our run game that's been, uh, you know, a bit abysmal to start the season. 
Oklahoma, however, against Big 12 opponents, have allowed almost 200 yards rushing against every single Big 12 opponent. So look for, you know, the, the three-headed monster even back with Silas, Norton, Sanders, and Brock. I guess four-headed monster, really, if, you, if you're able to integrate all of them in to have a big day running the football. And then this offensive line needs to assert their will, win the time of possession. You know, it's only a one-point spread, I think, both teams, you know, at the beginning of the season with how they started. If you're like, after this game, there's a chance both of them are four and four and sitting at seventh and eighth. Uh, or it'd be probably like seven, eighth and ninth or seventh and eighth in the Big 12, you'd be like, really? How? Yeah. Uh, but just kind of the way that the seasons have gone. And, you know, I, Iowa State needs to turn around. They've gotten uh, now four straight losses again and four close games on four straight losses. Um, you know, it's, enough is enough. you got to stop digging yourself into a hole and, and win a game at home and because then, then you go on the road and play a, a tough team on the road um, in Oklahoma State and then you come back and play at home again. It's, there's a there's still winnable games. Obviously, Iowa State can still definitely make a bowl game. Uh, you know, just need to win three more games. I think there are three games on their schedule that are winnable at least. Mm-hmm. Um, and just to turn it around, you know, it was it was in the beginning of the year it was a rebuilding year. And that's what everyone thought it was going to be. And all of a sudden you start off and you go three and zero, and everyone's like, maybe it's more than a rebuilding year. And then you get back, uh, brought back to, to reality and back to the ground, and it's like, all right, yeah, these guys are still. Mm-hmm. I mean, we do have the sprinkled in veteran seniors. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's, it's definitely not as, as well oiled of a machine as it was last year. And, uh, you know, they're still working things out. I, I, I still really like this team. I really like Oklahoma though. Um, you know, I, I thought that it wouldn't take them three games in, uh, in a row to, to figure it out. Well, technically three out of the four, cause they did win last week. Yeah. Um, but three out of the four to figure it out and, and you know, they're, they're kind of starting to get it back now, and you know they got weapons everywhere, and they, they always do. And I think Dylan Gabriel, at quarterback, when healthy, is one of the better quarterbacks in the league. Um, he's a great dual threat quarterback, and you know he did really well at UCF, and is doing really well um, in his opportunities here at OU. And uh, you know I, th- I think that this team's just going to get back to to where they want to be on the saddle again, and putting a boomer sooner in the right uh, direction. I just hope that it's a week away from, yeah. from today and, or yeah. from this weekend, and hopefully Iowa State's able to pull out victorious this week. Yeah, you know, in my opinion regarding this game, I think the bye week came out at the right time for the Cyclones. I oh, think absolutely. That they were nicked up. Um, you got to get Jarrell Brock right again and because uh, he's such a key component there offensively for Iowa State. And uh, I just with him in there, I think Decker's – um, he functions much cleaner, and, you know, you got that running game to go with. But I did want to mention it's kind of cool switching around, and, uh, you know, just I don't sit and watch NFL. I catch what I can, but a hell of a lot of Iowa State running backs running around the NFL. So that that's really cool to see. And, you know, in my opinion, Jarrell Brock's another one that's that's on his way as well. Speedy, hopefully speedy recovery for Brees Hall, too. That was a sad injury. I thought could have possibly been rookie of the year or at least offensive rookie of the year. He's a Jets fan favorite, man. But, uh, yeah, I mean, they're they're playing well, too. They are. crazy. Yeah. No, good to see. Um, Next game up here, we're going to go back to the Big Ten real quick. Ohio State, um, who dismantled Iowa at home, we we discussed, is hitting the road to go to Penn State. Big noon game, um, you know, Penn State. I got some Penn State buddies that are fans, and they wish it was at night so they could have a whiteout and whatnot. So, uh, big noon wins again, right? But uh, I, I'm very impressed with Ohio State. Um, I think they're incredible. Penn State will fight them, but I, 
there's just too many athletes on both sides of the football, in my opinion, um, for, for Penn State to win this game, Mitch. And so the thing for me for Penn State is the, literally the last two weeks, you've been a coin flip of a team. You beat uh, Minnesota last week 45-17 to and lost two weeks ago to Michigan 41-17. So you, you play at home, you're, you're good, and you beat up on a team that I think is pretty good. Tanner Morgan, you know, not in at quarterback, but still Mo Ibrahim is yeah, a great back. He's load, yeah. Um, but you're able to, to dominate the line of scrimmage, and they were able to play extremely well against Minnesota. But then you go to the Michigan game, and Blake Corum ran up and down the field on your defense. Now, there's some talented running backs for Ohio State, too, and they also have a Heisman hopeful at quarterback with a plethora of receivers. Yeah. Um, we'll see if Smith and Jigba is healthy again. He went out in the beginning of that yeah, Iowa game. Just, I don't know. Those hamstrings are tough, man. And it's, it's going to be, you know, it's one of those things to where you don't want to test it too early. I, yeah. It's probably going to be a game-time decision, I would assume. Um, but I don't think that, uh, you know, Ryan Day is going to do anything to, to hinder him playing farther on and, you know, possibly into the postseason too because you, you want a receiver like that because, you know, I understand that there's a lot of good teams that are going to be playing in the college football playoff. There's not a lot of teams that have three lockdown corners to guard every single one of those receivers yeah. and have a stud linebacker core that can stop the, the rushing attack for Ohio State. So, but we'll see how it goes. Uh, you know, I think that the spread sit at 15 right now, 15 and a half. Yep. Um, I could see a 14-point game. You know, mm-hmm. uh, th- this rivalry back and forth uh, is normally close. It's about a touchdown game. Uh, you know, you go back to when the last time that Penn State upset Ohio State, it was at Penn State. Great right. game. Yeah. Um, and they and Penn State got out, established a, a great game plan, got out in front pretty big. Then Ohio State came back, and then they were able to pull away late. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think they're going to have to do a lot of the same. You know, you make Ohio State uncomfortable. Uh, they sh- Iowa showed little sprinkles of that. And if you're Penn State's defense, mimic anything that Iowa State or that Iowa did, excuse me, well against Ohio State uh, to get C.J. Stroud off kilter. Because if you get him off kilter, we saw he was he's prone to make mistakes. He's human. Yeah. yeah. You know he had the yeah. fumble where he could have easily tucked it away and fallen mm-hmm. down for a sack. Mm-hmm. Um, you know he he's been known to throw balls into to tighter coverage because mm-hmm. you know he has that trust in his receivers. A little paralysis but, by analysis. Yeah. But, he, but force him to be uncomfortable. And then when you get the ball on offense, I mean, obviously the best thing for, for you is to hold on to the ball as long as you can. Yeah. And they have, mm-hmm. you know, at quarterback, they have a, a stud and, and a guy that I think I believe in a, a ton. I like Clifford. And, yeah. and Clifford's yeah. the, the game manager that you want he in is. a game like yeah, this. Exactly. You want the game to slow down, be in his hands, and really be able to move it. And uh, you know, I, I think, you know, receiving-wise, uh, if you look at Parker Washington – a uh, heck of a receiver, and then they also have uh, Mitchell Tinsley at wideout too. They have good re- two good receivers, and then uh, when you go to talk about running the ball, Singleton has been yeah. impressive yeah. throughout the year. So yeah, they do good. have their punches that they can counteract with with Ohio State, and I think for a Penn State victory to happen, you want to keep it a low scoring game, and then for obviously for you know reasons that are don't need to be spoken of for a game that Ohio State wants to win. They want to just run that baby up. Yeah. Um, yep. You know, but I think you, you talk about it too is granted Iowa's defense isn't – or Iowa's offense isn't the greatest offense in the world. It's not 130th actually. Yeah. But there were glimpses in that game where Ohio State's defense looked really good and like yeah. looks good enough mm-hmm. to be number two, number one in the country. Yeah. And you mix that with the, the offense that they have – 
you know, th this team's very scary, and this could be a year where a, a Big Ten team makes a lot of noise in the college football playoff, that being I our Ohio State. But they still got to play Michigan. I think yeah. that game's going to be absolutely incredible. But yeah. you got to get uh, over the hump at, at uh, you know, and it's going to be a loud Beaver Stadium, even though it's not a night game. Yeah. Obviously, would have loved to see in the wideout. But mm -hmm. uh, still going to be a super loud game. And I think, you know, Penn State's going to give Ohio State everything they've seen so far this year. Yeah, I agree. Um, next game we're going to check in on, uh, final game we're going to take a peek at is uh, Okie State um, it, coming off a great home win against Texas. Uh, battling back. Battling yeah. K-State um, this Saturday. So uh, great game here. Um, Oklahoma State is they're, – they're a solid team. Offensively, and, uh, absolutely. Offensively, offensively. Yes, that's yeah. the key, yeah, offensively. Yeah, that's key. And then uh, K-State um, – Kind of been a box of chocolates, really. I mean, they lost to Tulane at home, but uh, rebounded and played well, very well here recently. Yeah, yeah. and then their their loss after uh, from now from the bye week, uh, going in or um, excuse me, they they had a bye week uh, before, but they uh, played TCU in their last game and they were up in that game and you know came back and TCU did TCU has been able to do all year and battle back, but. Um, you know, both teams coming off of kind of different angles. Oklahoma State coming off a big rallying win against Texas. Kansas State losing uh, on the road against TCU. Now playing at home in front of the, their home fans there at Bill Snyder Family uh, Stadium. It's going to be a great game. I, I, I like that they're giving points to Kansas State uh, just because I think Oklahoma State has too much trouble with a versatile running quarterback. And that's exactly what Adrian Martinez has been this year. He's been resurgent. We've talked about him all year. And it's like, where was this guy at Nebraska? Yeah. Well, maybe yeah. it's it wasn't him that was the problem. Maybe it was the mm -hmm. coach that got fired. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I think that both teams play kind of shakier defense. I would give the, the benefit of the doubt to Kansas State more than Oklahoma State. Uh, but Mike Gundy has always got something up his sleeve and in these bigger games. And I like what uh, Spencer Sanders does on as a quarterback. Both guys – are, I wouldn't say run first, but both guys like to, to get out and escape the pocket. They're going to keep the defense guessing. This game, uh, under over a 56. I think it flies I think over. it flies over, too. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't see a game being, uh, you know, I mean, it's going to be close, but I think yeah. it's going to be trading touchdowns, not field goals. Yeah. should be a fun one to watch, and it's a 2.30 kickoff, so you get away from that big noon game, which could be an absolute, uh, you know, slobber knocker in itself mm -hmm. of Ohio State, Penn State, mm -hmm. and you get a transition right into a Big 12 rivalry uh, yeah. in a game where you already know points are going to be scored because, hey, <laughs> we don't play defense in the Big 12. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that's true, man. Um, well, good enough. <laughs> Appreciate people listening in. Uh, thank you to our sponsors, Firehouse and Docs. Uh, size Locker Room and Iowa Hawk Shop. And uh, we'll talk college football with you again next week.